Phillies here on Game Changers. We're going to hang out with Vicky. We're going to talk about all things, catch up, spend a little time, and uh, and talk all things that we love, all things that we've noticed, all things that are happening in the world. It's uh, it's always a fun time. Look how you did that, like like a total pro that you are. Felix, hi. Hi. I'm so happy to see you. I it's been a while since we've we've chatted. It has been. It has been. Uh, but it's always fun. I'm always I'm always super super grateful, Vicky, that you asked me to to hang out with you and talk with you. It's always a good conversation, and I I take those in deeply these days. It's been uh it's been a a, a bumpy ride lately, so it's nice to be able to sit down and have a couple conversations. So, you know, you were just saying before we went on the air that uh, you've had some hard difficult conversations lately, and we started to just touch on it. And I don't want to make this about that other than sure. to touch on it. So can you kind of fill us in on what that's been? Yeah, it's all about the work stoppage, right? It's all about the the strike and 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 how the writers stood up for themselves. And and I, as an actor, have always believed that I'm a musician, that I'm a trumpet, I'm a sax, I'm a guitar, I'm an instrument of some kind, and I can't play if there's not music in front of me. And I've always believed that the writers are that music. They're the sheet music that we as instruments play. So without them, we're nothing. And so it's a very, it's been a very interesting uh, uh, time right now to sit and have conversations with people who are on the other side of it. Who I have, oh. I know people who are on the other side who are like, yes, but we can make this happen. Wait, wait. So, like, what kind of conversations have you had leaning the people other way? People in the artificially intelligent universe, <laughs> you know, where they say, but there's a possibility for us to be able to do this without them and 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 i've had to have a very difficult conversations about no no that's not yes it's possible but is that what we want it's Felix, this we... is so horrific somebody told me they typed in my name and the name of my book and ai wrote this whole thing as if it was me and they said oh and it and it sounded just like you and then i read i was like no it does not so there is a world, we're moving in it, toward it, that is going to start to coexist with it. But, 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 uh, but, I, but I don't, I don't, I don't know where I, I, I'm having hard conversations with people who, who are on the other side of it, like I said. And so, so I've been thinking a lot about that. I had a conversation just before we got on the air with, with a fellow artist who, who, who is having trouble on a project that they're working on. And it was because the the certain people who were involved in the in the project were were of a younger generation who sort of didn't couldn't kind of grasp about getting ugly and being ugly in a character and sort of showing the ugliness of the character and 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 I and I and I had to say I'm glad I wasn't in the room because I've spent my entire career being ugly. <laughs> right? I've spent my well, entire career showing, I, well, showing people the ugly yes, in us, in human beings, and 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 it being something that they couldn't grasp as a younger generation. So I thought that was interesting. That's a, again difficult conversation about having. But in regards to the strike, just so that we don't go too far off, it's, it just felt to me like there is a reality where they where the the, the industry can exist in a different way. I'll say it. Okay, like so can, can you give us an can you give me an example? Give us an example of a situation Someone, where mm -hmm. it 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 would be a good thing and it 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 would it would enhance and be a benefit. 
everything that has been created through a computer has 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 saved time. True. Right. Yes. I mean, I'm being very sophomoric about it, but I'm but I, I have to be because we're at that base level of what is happening right now. Right. So so everything that has ever been created through a computer saves you time. Okay. So so if you need a script written and developed in two days because the production needs it in two days, then you have the capability of doing so. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, th that's what that's what I've heard people say that is a good thing. Okay. I have also said in return, I've seen writers, human writers. <laughs> yes write scripts in 24 hours, mm -hmm. write scripts in six hours. I used to mm -hmm. do this great marathon uh, in New York. It was called the 10 hour, the 10 hour play festival where you would meet in the morning. And then within 10 hours of that meeting, you were on stage at night doing a production. Unbelievable. Right. And so Unbelievable. it's possible. We all have it in us. So, so there's a, there's a flip side to that, but people say, okay, so with the computer, you save time. Uh, with the computer, you, and this is what they, I think, are arguing, you save money because the manpower is obviously unnecessary. Right. So you start to see all these things that they say the good is in, in, in a financial place. I think it, it's, it's the good. It, it's it doesn't good. at all come from the financial place when it comes to that side does. of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, it does. And, and, I, and I also think that it's very... Uh, I think it's ironic. There was this great miss, missed sort of, I want to say missed reported or, you know, misinformationed story that recently released about a, a drone that was sent out, an artificially intelligently created mm -hmm. drone with AI. And the testers didn't tell the drone, didn't like, didn't notify the drone that the drone, when it went out, was going to be attacked while out. And that they they studied it and they noticed that the response, the initial response that the artificial artificially intelligent drone had when we found out that there was a potential danger mm -hmm. was to kill the messenger. Wow. That was the instinct. The instinct on the artificial intelligence was to kill the person who had just sent the message saying, you're going to be attacked. Wow. And so this idea that we've actually created something that that's potential, that their potential initial response is to kill the person it, that created it, is a pretty thought-provoking, if anything. Very thought-provoking. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh shit, right? But uh, but anyway, so just things like that. And then at the same time to the the, the Directors Guild is involved now, and I and I believe I could be wrong, but I believe they sort of struck a deal with the, with the, with everyone. So they're they're sort of prepared to continue to work and be ready. Oh, and really? Then we're up on on June thirtieth, I believe, where where the actors are are all sort of been asked to, you know, contribute their thoughts in there and their. Vote. I voted. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and so and so the interesting thing is that you sit inside of a dilemma, which is. And this is, again, difficult conversations to have. Mm -hmm. You sit inside of the dilemma where you say, which one of the two is the lesser evil, <laughs> really? Do I, do I sit and stand firm and, 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 
and be hungry for a little bit and go hungry for a little bit to get mm -hmm. what we want? Mm -hmm. Or do I compromise and do I accept and then eat? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, ultimately, that's the difficult conversation that everyone has to have with themselves as you go, when you stand for something, mm -hmm. you also have to be ready to sacrifice something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and it, and it was just an interesting, it was an, it's been interesting conversations I've had with fellow actors, some again, who are on the one side who are like, Hey man, I'm broke. I need to do it. So I'm going to chase reality TV. <laughs> right. And then there are others who are like, well, I've worked, a, you know, a good amount of years. I've, I've uh, amassed a little bit of cushion in my bank. So, so yeah, I can stand firm and, 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 and wait and hold it out and so on and so forth. And then the, the difficult conversation with somebody like that is that you say, okay, well, you can, but can the, I don't know, 920 other thousand actors who are, right? The 1% versus the, like, how does that, these are all very difficult conversations that I've been having with fellow actors. But mm -hmm. ultimately, I think at the end of the day, when you look at what is the most blatant discrepancy is that those at the top are making a lot those are the middle and the bottom are not and there's the and there's the there's the undeniable discrepancy mm -hmm. and where were you felix in terms of when the strike struck oh, yeah. were you in the middle of were you working we had just finished our oh. 22nd episode of the first season of the rookie feds mm -hmm. pretty much just just came in we had been done, I want to say was within a, not even a month. I can't, I don't, my dates aren't right, but I, I want to say it was within a month of wrapping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had already, we had already finished. There were whispers on set where there, there might've been some asks to get scripts for the next season going so that if you've been renewed, you've been renewed. We have, we personally have not, we, the, the I thought you feds, I thought, huh? the rookie, the initial mothership has been okay. picked up for six season. Okay. The, the rookie feds is still considered what the industry calls on the bubble. I'm, I'm, I have good feelings for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, I have, I have millions of, of, of positive fond memories and experiential uh, 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 callbacks of this 22 episode season that I did with my cast and the crew and the directors and the writers and everyone, everyone, all the way up to the top, to the network, that, that if it didn't, it'd still be the best summer camp experience I ever How had. How fabulous is that? And, and, and if it does, it'll be just a sheer joy to just jump back in and hang out with those people and and play and work hard and make it look easy but but it's hard and you know and just go and just go I, I I really do genuinely miss the people I worked with in front and behind the camera mm -hmm. and uh and at the same time, if, if, you know, all good things must come to an end, if it doesn't turn the way that it does, then I got, I really don't have a, a single regret in any way. So, but yeah, so we're just waiting, we're just waiting, you know, and, 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 uh, 
will. Well, uh, it's a good time to be waiting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's the irony too. Is that yeah. strike, and so I'm sitting there and I'm waiting, and and, and we'll see. There's certain, you know, whatever contractual things that have to be taken care of, but that's where the manager comes in, and and she's mm -hmm. she's one of the most incredible women I've ever had on my side in my life. Okay, now is this still the manager that was Greg Ullman's wife? Correct. Okay, which is also so bizarre because we go back yeah, a million yeah. years because yeah, my yeah. friend, my bandmaster, my jam master, when I did jams in the '80s introduced knew, her to greg yeah they knew yes. each other yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's crazy um, so yeah so so she's you know she's she's aware and she's on point and we got we were just on the phone this afternoon talking and sharing our thoughts and, and checking in so but i think it's interesting i think that when you stand in like you said we don't have to go too far on it but it's it's an interesting thing when you think about the history of what a strike means it means we're stopping what we're doing to send a message mm -hmm. and to... Well, not just to send a message, to elicit change. I mean, ultimately, it's to elicit right, change, which right, is the which big... Is you, that you took the second thought right out of my mouth, which is yeah. that you were stopping to send a message and to change the way things are going. Sure. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so if that happens, then, then we've struck. You know, it's and you know, literally. We were talking about the AI. One thing, uh, I, Teresa James, this fantastic um, uh, blues uh, singer, was telling she she does some music in the church, and she was saying that they needed a song for that Sunday, and it was Saturday night. She had a gig, and it was late. She didn't have time to write a song, mm. and her uh, and her partner in the church gig. Mm -hmm. did an AI song and it and she sang it for me and it turned out to be this fabulous perfect little song so that kind yeah. of stuff is a little scary and weird but you know yeah. I was having a conversation with my buddy earlier today about uh the concept that that one's image one's likeness is part of the whole artificial intelligent uh, dilemma and argument is that we can like you just said you can take your voice you can uh, uh, type it in you can insert it into a program and then your voice is the voice or you can take my face or you can pull the face of which is I thought this is a very interesting again kind of go back to the contractual thing of it mm -hmm. that they can pull my likeness as Omar Navarro from Ozark and and put it in another show and they're not responsible to me in any way Wow, that's that's absolutely horrific. Because that's not that's not something that's literally in writing right now, and that that's, could be what they're yeah, all. That's that's me. scary and crazy, right there. Yeah, it was an, it's an interesting thing, and see the the yeah. I mean, again, it's it's a very it's a very interesting thing to just be like the the video game player in me is like that's cool, <laughs> right? The kid who grew up playing video games is like that's cool that you could take my face and put it on another place and I'm moving around and I'm doing things. That's a, that's a video gamer in me is like, that's fucking cool. But the, but the integrity of it, my yeah. boss hanging out over there, but the integrity of it is, is, uh, is in question. So, so, you know, it's what Tony was, uh, Tony is saying right here that on the heels of the pandemic and all the lost income that for so many people now having the strike is so ill-timed. It's completely ill-timed. And, uh, and there's also, you know, there's a very interesting, uh, there's some of us who like, I have put 
money into funds, literally funds, active funds for people. Uh, and I, give me one second. Sure. I, just want to make sure that I have my Rufus. I understand. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just give me Go do what you have to do. We'll we'll carry on without without Felix as he tends to his puppy, because we understand about that puppy tending. Rufus is in the back with Snuffy behaving himself right now. Um, they, they're so fascinated by every little single thing that goes on in front of the house. Oh, God, yeah. A squirrel. And they're like, <laughs> I just had them relax and sit for a bit. Um, but yes, yes, uh, uh, you're right. It is poorly timed as well. So I have taken that into consideration and I have put money away for 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 people who I know and 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 funds that I know will say, hey, if during the strike, you know, we can put money in this food bank, people can go and get groceries there. We can do like I've I've I'm in that world. I I, I swim That's inside wonderful. that world. So so Felix, the last time we we chatted was just before the um the final season of Ozark was about to drop. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you only knew what was going to happen to Omar. You did not know how the season was going to, how this show was going to end. You only knew it was going to happen to your character. And we were talking about the fact that it was so ironic that here you were finally um, up front and center in this hugely successful show, in this hugely spotlit role, and you had to wear a mask. And so my curiosity is, um, now that you've the masks are off, mm -hmm. um, have you gotten the attention and the recognition, uh, or did too much time lag between the time that it hit the airwaves and now? Um, and also, you know, we also talked at great length about the fact, these are the COVID crazies. We've talked about this before. You know, I went live seven days a week during COVID and didn't leave my house. And you were also very COVID cautious. Um, super lockdown. Super lockdown. And, and, and also super fearful, as was I. So how, have you gotten it yet? Every day, all day. No, 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 no. Did you get COVID? Not at all. All right. Boop, boop, boop. This is me either. And we discussed this too. We have. No, hang on. I'm going to say not at all with the caveat of saying that. We don't know. If I had it, I didn't know that that's what was it. There were that's many right. times where in Vancouver, I remember one time I was in Vancouver shooting uh, my character's storyline for uh, Charmed when mm -hmm. it was still on the air. And there were three days where I couldn't get out of bed. I was like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to figure something out. I can't get out of bed. There was times super early, early, early on when I came here, I did a project uh, 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 for Apple TV called Amazing Stories. And, and for I was here for five days, for mm -hmm. seven days. And for three of those days, I could not move. I just thought I caught a bug. Right, right. So, okay. So we don't know. So we don't know. And so I've talked to, I, I recently met a, an ICU nurse and we were having conversations about it because those to me are like the, the warriors of today. Whenever oh, I get yeah. a chance to talk to somebody who was on the front lines, yes, like literally in the trenches, yes. I sit them down and I go, not only are you not paying for dinner, <laughs> but you're not, you're not <laughs> leaving until you tell me your story because, wow. because you need to be heard. 
because you're somebody who stood inside and watched everyone annihilated. Wow. You're still standing. Wow. Story needs to be told. So where, where where is she an ICU nurse? What city? She's a she's a traveling ICU nurse. So she's now in Georgia, currently in Georgia, and then is now then maybe moving to Florida, and she wow. just travels throughout. Yeah, because so so the two places where when I'm uh, away from home working, mm-hmm. I I I allow people to stay in my home, and usually it's people who are in the industry or people who are traveling nurses who need, who are going to spend residencies in a certain city. If they choose this city, I go, hey, you, you can stay in my home and you can, you know, Felix, within there. Don't make me love you more. Don't no, do I'm just it. Saying don't it's do like it. A, it's, no, because it's like they're doing their thing. But any, the whole point being that, that, that they are the, they are the, they're just the warriors of today. So, and we were talking and she said something very similar to what we just talked about, which I said, did you get it? You know, have you gotten it? She did said, she? No. She said, no, but right. about two and a half months before the pen, before we were talking about it legitimately, right. me and four of the nurses treated this young woman who came in for respiratory issues. Mm-hmm. We all took care of her as best as we could. We couldn't figure out for the life of us what was going mm-hmm. on. We lost her. We were all baffled by it. And then four or five days later, the four of us were sick as dogs and couldn't come to work. We mm. thought it was exhaustion, she said. We thought it was uh, a little bit of emotional trauma where we were just beat up at the fact that we had lost someone. Wow. And, then I, and, then she, and I was like, what do you think? She's like, I don't know. But so, yes. So in that regard, we haven't gotten it. Wow. Okay, so... Have you stopped? Okay, the last time we talked, we were, I think you were, as with me, only eating at restaurants outdoors. If you went into the bathroom, you were putting on a mask, doing all. Okay, has you now since you fly, mm-hmm. I have flown for the first time. Mm-hmm. Do you still take any precautions? Do you take any precautions today? I, I do. I do, I do on, on flights, I'll mm-hmm. still put my mask mm-hmm. on at the discomfort of everyone around me, because now if you're wearing a mask, you're the one who's sick. <laughs> right? Yes. Right. I was the only one on that guy's sick. That's why he's wearing a mask because <laughs> none of us are right. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then if I'm, if I'm, if I'm asked to be in a situation where I really genuinely don't feel in my gut is a safe place to not be masked I'll I'll, I'll put on a mask you know what I mean okay like a, so let's like talk a, about like, you said you're going to New York yeah. and you said you're going to hear music yeah. so in those situations like I just went and saw I told you Bruno Mars and James yeah. Taylor and I was in a yeah, closed yeah. venue I had super, only gone super to the jealous, Hollywood. by the way Vicky. <laughs> Super oh, jealous. You should be super jealous. Bruno Mars, James Taylor, come uh, on. Oh God, and I had an audience with God with, with James Taylor. Yeah. Oh God. Um, but so in those venues, I I was okay. Do I wear a mask? Do I because mm. I've only gone to like the Hollywood Bowl up until sure. now. Sure, sure. I did not wear a mask. Okay. I did not wear a mask. And the last time I went to Vegas and did things like this, I got it. I did not get COVID. Mm-hmm. But I got sick. I got a terrible, terrible cold that lasted three weeks. It was horrible. Yeah. So 
you go in to see music. What what kind of venues are you going to to see music? Jazz. I'm going to jazz venues. You're going to clubs, little clubs. Yeah, I'll be at Birdland, the Underground, the Cellar. Yeah. Okay, so there. now, but you're in enclosed, small places. Yeah. Do, yeah. Are are you okay to not be masked? I, I am. I found my way to the place of being okay mm-hmm. because it's always in my pocket. It's always in my pocket too. It's always in my pocket. It's always in my pocket. Okay, I stopped so that at putting any point one on. Go, wait a re- minute. Yeah. Okay, have you? I finally stopped putting it on going into public restrooms. I was doing it mm-hmm. up until maybe a month ago, and then mm-hmm. I finally stopped. Have you stopped that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, did you get? Did you get another? We just we got another booster. Another booster. I stopped at the third. Okay. You, I know, you can get another one now. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been studying it, but I but I stopped at the, I stopped at the third because because it's a good question, Vicky. I stopped at the third because because there was question about the fourth. I remember that that second one, people were like there was you know the people that i was that i trust and and mm-hmm. and uh, were saying it could it could help you it couldn't help you like there was no like this is going to be 100% helpful you didn't take the one for omicron no the th- i took the third i took the third i'm trying to remember if the third was the omicron one that was last maybe january was. or something uh-huh. maybe it was i'm not sure mm-hmm. i just remember mm-hmm. getting the full and no, full, you didn't get the one from the front. Yeah, think, the two maybe. full and then the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, also, I, but I also want to share with you that I, in a in a in a bizarre twist of fate, I I mean I I literally kissed someone, and that too. afternoon they tested positive. Me too. <laughs> Me too. And I and so. So experience. We talked like about that. this because yeah. I think there it might be something to a natural immunity. I I don't know yeah. why why would that not I don't know why mm. in that situation I wouldn't get it. I don't know. Yeah, me too. I don't know. And so, on, and and more on more on more on on more than one occasion. You know, I sat mm-hmm. in this in this very dining room and had dinner with four friends, one of which was closer to me than my arms reach. She tested positive that afternoon nothing yeah so anyway yeah i went to an event at my mother's at this senior place and i went to a passover seder there right before we were going to europe and um they didn't want to tell me they didn't tell me till i got back 40 people tested positive with covid that night and uh didn't get it you know so poop you know i have to poop 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 but yeah whatever that is but I, I'm, I'm happy to see that you're more relaxed about it because you were like us COVID crazy. the last time we talked you had gone through a lot of fear about you had told me I, I believe that you were afraid it was going to get you at one point I was convinced that it was going to kill me why is that because I my entire life I have been the person, if I go back and I look at my experiences in life, my entire life, I have been the person 
that when the shit hit the fan, I stood up and I pushed my chest out and said, how do we clean that fan? And when this happened, I bolted into a room and locked the door. That was my instinct. And I thought, if that was my guttural instinct, because in the past, it's been the opposite. It's right. been, what is this thing? Let's go. Let's figure it out. Where do we go? What do we need? How many sticks? How many bats? Like, you know what I mean? Like how? And I, and, and, and when this happened, I went, the instinct was to hide and shield. And I went, who, okay, this is something different in me. This is doing something different in me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if I had woulda, shoulda, coulda, hindsight, all of that, Vicky, but like, if I had, instead of slammed the door, even just left it ajar to watch a little to see what, I may have maybe not felt like it was going to kill me. But the fact that I closed that door and stayed in the dark going, what is happening? That's where my mind went. This thing is going to take my life. That is so interesting. The, the, I, know, I know you meditate. Yeah. Did, did, did you seek answers for that in your meditation? Did you get any? Did you? No, my meditation practice at the time helped me sleep. It helped me. Mm. Uh, it helped me during, during the times when there was nothing to be done, you know, as, 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 as Beckett says in Waiting for Godot, nothing to be done. And, and, and when there was nothing to be done, mm-hmm. uh, the meditation helped, meaning there was no, there was no way to find, there was no uh, adventures to try and find the toilet paper. There's no, there was no, well, what are we eating right now? Okay. Or how do we take care of the dog? Like when there was no tasks that needed to be done and it was just quiet time. Mm-hmm. There was nothing supposed to be happening. That's why my meditation practice helped me so that the, in those times I didn't go a, a little nutsos, you know? So how, Felix, did you go from that mm-hmm. to getting to the point where now you can mm-hmm. get on the plane, you can go to Birdland, you can mm-hmm. do these things and stop wearing your mask and know that it's in your pocket, but, but go through was was there a turning point was there a moment did it happen gradual for me it was kind of gradual I think uh, and it for me it hasn't been that long it's only been a few months when did how did this there were three things there were three things one was I had to work mm-hmm. I had to work mm-hmm. there was no option not to work mm-hmm. which meant I had to engage in in the world but even when you went back with to ozark i remember yeah. the, the first day you went back you yeah. went to a party you there was that the, the yeah, christening yeah. Was scene 175 right 175 extras <laughs> but, but they were also coming up to you and putting the mask back on you and doing shielding all that. me literally right. there was a person who came in with a shield <laughs> like this in front of me and the, yes so all of that right. all of that but three things happened. I had to, so I figured I had to go, I had to work. I, I wasn't right. not going to be able to be that. So I, right. so that helped mm-hmm. having to work during it helped to, to, to stare it more in the face more often. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the second and thing, the, set, the sets started to become much more relaxed. They, those protocols started to fall away. Correct. For everyone except us, 
because if the actor got sick, we couldn't shoot the scene. But it wasn't like that on the rookie feds. We were masked. Every single, every single, every single, every single person not in front of the camera was masked the entire season. Yeah. We were the only ones, which is what I'm saying. That's the other thing is that I, I couldn't do a scene with the mask on my face, right? Right. Had to take it off. So having to work force me to have to accept that I have to live in a world where there's a virus out there that I am not wearing protection for, right? So mm-hmm. having to go back to work because I had to pay the rent, right. but also having to know, having to be in a position where I, the only way I was going to work was if I removed my mask. So that, again, the more I did that, the more I was like, okay, cool. I just did that. I put it back on. Am I sick? I haven't been sick. Okay, cool. It helped that productions were for lack of a better way of saying it, Vicky, they were up my ass about testing. They were testing me three times a day. Right, right, right. Every single day, all day long. They wouldn't let me leave my trailer until I was negative. Right. So so that helped to have consistency of being told you don't have it, you don't have it, you don't have it, you don't have it, you don't have it. That does something. Right, right. And then the third- So Felix, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. While you were going through that, were you living life off the set differently because you were going through that? No. So were you home. going into restaurants? Were you, home. were you, no. No, I was going, I would go to restaurants to pick up my food and go home. Yeah. You were still living carefully. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even, yeah. even just this, this most recent season of filming. During the most recent season of filming, I didn't want to be the one. <laughs> just I don't think up. anybody did, right? <laughs> like nobody wanted to be, well, we were on set, what we affectionately call the a-hole. Like nobody wanted to be the a-hole. Did you not get shut down? Towards the end of the season, we started getting a couple of positive cases that had to adjust the schedule a little, work around the 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 necessary requirements of protocols that then get put in place when someone does test positive. Mm-hmm. So so we worked around it a little bit in there, and there were some even some false positives and all kinds of you know we had to work through it but that was really i want to say like maybe episode 20 21 maybe 22 episode season so we went far doing really well Mm -hmm. uh doing super well we did really really well and then thirdly and i think this is for me what has helped me personally the most outside Mm -hmm. all the practical of it is that even to this day, I have never lost the respect for this virus. I have never lost the, you. this is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. I have never lost it. I still to this day maintain the respect that there is there is something out there that can kill you. Mm-hmm. And I've never lost that respect. Mm-hmm. And with content, continually to maintain that respect for this thing, I have been able to find a way to live with it. Okay, so now going to the airport, you're going to go to the airport on Friday. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to New York, the mm-hmm. most crowded airport. You know, okay. Yeah, I'm um, flying into yeah. Newark. So I I I went on a plane for the first time in COVID going to Europe, and and yeah. I wore a mask in the airport. I wore yeah. a mask on the plane. I did take it off to eat. Yeah. It was a long flight. 
um, I got boosted two and a half weeks before I flew. So I felt pretty good. Protected, yeah. I, I felt pretty protected. When you get on the plane, mm-hmm. do you have concern or do you feel at this point? You no, do. of course I do. Of course. Mm-hmm. I do. Will you take it off and have a drink and have something to eat or do sure. any of that? You will. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. Sure. And will I, you, I, you know, will you test like when you get absolutely. to New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm, 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 again, I have a profound amount of respect for this thing. Mm-hmm. Some would say respect slash fear. I have a tremendous, I've changed the fear I have for it to respect for it. I like that. And so now you're going to, when you go into a place like Birdland and you're going to yeah. be sitting inside and you're going to be doing that, mm. is, are you having thoughts while you're doing that? Should I be wearing a mask right now? Should I whip that? Because that's what I do. I go, sure. I don't do it now, sure. but I'm like, should I be putting my, oh, there's someone sure. over there with a mask on. I should probably sure. put my mask on. Yeah. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I put myself to and, you know, try, try. Sometimes it's not possible to put myself in a distance, like a spacier right. part of the club or right. distance. There's a great little alcove at Birdie. I call it Birdie that you that you can sit sort of behind the bar. You know, you've got a little mm-hmm. distance from people. But but I have this respect and, and part of that respect helps what helps me with that inclusive of that respect is the respect for others Mm. if they if i walked in a room and they said i'm sorry you need to wear a mask i go absolutely Mm -hmm. and i put it on the respect for others who say you you uh you you cannot come in without a mask okay great the respect for others who say we can only have you if you test negative we can only have you here if you i go absolutely where's the test I, I, I maintain that respect for the people who felt and still feel that it's an important thing to do to protect yourself. I okay, main- but what about those other people, Felix? Because now I find that there's the mask backlash, like sure. the people that- Sure, yeah, the people you know, who look at me like, when I have a mask on and they think I'm the one, I'm wearing a mask because I'm sick. Or or that you're crazy or- Or that I'm crazy uh, or yeah. that, yeah, I'm out of my mind or whatever. Yeah. I think I I I- I have not to date encountered someone who has confronted me about mm-hmm. being someone who wears a mask. I do I do know and I have heard and been within earshot of conversations of people being like, why do you, you don't even wear a mask? We don't need to wear a mask. And we're like, well, that's BS or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want to believe that if I'm ever confronted about my mask wearing, I want to believe that my response would be, I never knocked you for not wearing one. Mm. So don't knock me for wearing one. Because when we were all told, when we were all told that we had to, and you didn't, I never knocked you for it. Well, I did in my head. I judged them like crazy up here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I was like, like I didn't, you know what I mean? I thought I just yeah. thought to myself, I, I don't agree with it, but I'm never gonna look at you and spit on the ground in front of you if you're not wearing one. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So, all right. So let's get back to my earlier yeah. question. You so we're wearing a mask. Yeah. Ozark drops. This is like the biggest moment in your career. The time goes on. Um, have you reaped the uh, 
the attention you deserved? Um, have you, what is it like for you? Do, do people? It's a have, roller coaster ride, Vicky. It's such a roller coaster ride. I've had people come up to me. Not a day goes by that I'm not in public where I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not approached and, and addressed. I love uh, that. And, and it's gone from, can I please show you a photo of your character's mural in my living room <laughs> wall? <laughs> literally. <laughs> and God, That's literally. That's priceless. To being being told that they are that 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 I'm that they that I'm that I'm too afraid to be to talk to <laughs> that they are too afraid to talk to me that they I was well, approached by a, I was approached by a gentleman who said to me uh, I I do what you do oh. <gasps> He said wow. to me, I do what you do and and you do it well. Wow. And for a second, honest to Pete, for a second, I thought, should I let him know I'm an actor? That's not <laughs> real. <laughs> and I thought, but if he does what my character did, I maybe don't want to let him know. <laughs> no. Because I don't know if I want to see what his reaction will be. I've, it, the gamut has run every color under that rainbow from. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are somewhat afraid of you. Uh, people have to, there have to be people's natural inclination to be terrified of you, actually. Said, I, I'm sorry, can I approach you? Literally. <laughs> And I approach you and I'm like, yeah, of course, because it's me, this right here. And I'm like, this is me. I'm like, yeah, of course, you okay? What's going on? Like, I literally ask as if I'm saying, like, if they're about to say, hey, where is uh, Fifth and Main? I'm like, oh, Fifth and Main is just, you go down the street, like, they're going to ask me directions or something. And they go, yeah, of course. And they go, you are so, and then they'll be very, very complimentary in their most, uh, in their most uh, non- industry eloquently and eloquent way you know you were so scary or or i you know i i just i believed you 100 percent. or like i used to say you know i had a gentleman say to me i sat my son down and said watch this guy this guy is you know scary or like like you run the gamut but um but all of it I bet you've also had women that have been like thrown themselves that like uh, were turned on by that guy. There have there to was, be, there has to have been some of that. There was a gentleman. There was a gentleman, a gentleman. There was a gentleman recently at a restaurant who turned to me and he's like, "Hey man, uh, you're really great. Don't mean to bother you. I just want you to know, my wife has a big crush on you." <laughs> and I go, "That's very sweet of you." And I said, "Don't worry about it. You're a handsome man. You got no competition." <laughs> Oh, uh, and uh and but yes they've said that or they've been like that's that's sort of a i have a friend whose friend recently was like hey, oh my god i can't believe you know him and it's because it's not me it's the thing that the thing that has been portrayed and the thing that has been shown the piece of art that has been shown is what they're responding to ultimately because if they think that that's the guy that's sexy and then they meet this guy who's like oh, oh, oh. It's, no it's not the guy not at all but, but, but okay uh, so but, yeah, no, it's an interesting thing what i've done is i followed my mother's 
lesson, which was whenever someone wants to, she, and she scolded me about this very early on and I learned the lesson and I've kept it. Whenever someone wants to give you love, mm -hmm. for lack of a better way of saying it, offer you accolade, uh, you know, as the, as the young kids say now, give you flowers, right? Mm. She said, if you negate it, if you, if you diffuse it, if you do uh, something other than just simply accept it and say, thank you, you were denying that person their experience. Oh, that's lovely. Right? You're mm. denying the person the experience of giving you because when humans give, they feel mm. good, right? Mm -hmm. When they give, they feel good. Mm -hmm. I, I challenge that in my mind sometimes. I want to always feel like I'm practicing, like I'm giving with no expectation of return. And that's for me, my practice as a personal and a spiritual person. But, but people feel good when they're giving right? They feel good. And so when you're giving someone a compliment, you are giving them something. And if you say, oh, no, I know that was nothing. Or, oh, you know what? It's a, yeah, the show, I mean, whatever the show's, a, yeah, you know, it was a piece of cake. You're denying that person happiness, joy, feel good. So, and, and my mother taught me that early on. So when it started to happen, I, I was like, oh, great. I've had all this time in mask. So I've got a lot of time to make up for, I got a lot of thank yous that I can, uh, I, I have a lot of backed up thank yous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to keep using them and, and, uh, and, 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 and continually, uh, yeah, people say it all the time, like, oh my God, you must get annoyed with it. And I go, no, it's an opportunity to say thank you. It's an opportunity. It's always going to be an opportunity to say thank you. No matter how drunk those four guys were at Yankee Stadium who came over and threw their arms around me and were throwing selfies and were like, this is the effing guy right here. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I love going to the games. I'm a big Yankee fan, so I go to the games. But sometimes the guys get a little too, you know, and then and then they're all in your space. Mm -hmm. uh, and there have been times, too, when it's become when it's become thought provoking where where the where the the space is invaded in a way that that is uh I'll, I'll use the term ignorant it's ignorantly invaded mm. and, uh, and then and then you have to sort of you know find the right kind direct thank you to give you know which is I uh, would think you could intimidate somebody right out of that kind. All you have to do is give them a little Omar and like <laughs> just kind of push them right away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there have been times when I've said, you know, uh, you know, thank you. That's very kind. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and continue my meal now, if that's all right with you. And then they go, oh, right, 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 of course. But but it's the initial break. It's the initial you live inside of a person's living room. Right. And 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 that show, I mean, if you if you watched it properly, you watched it at night in the dark. Yeah. Sometimes by yourself or just with another person, right? Mm -hmm. And it's and you're there. Mm -hmm. There's a blue tint, and that blue tint psychologically puts you in a blue light mm -hmm. and a blue district. And there you are. And there is this person. And it's just you and them. And then you walk into, you know, uh, I, you know, uh, the Iberian pig tapas bar, and there he is sitting at the bar having a glass of wine. <laughs> You're like, 
holy, you're right. There's a thing that happens. Yeah. I do it myself. I've experienced it myself. Whenever I go to the Yankee game or I go to the Nick game or I'll go to a football game or whatever. And I see, I, I was walking through the parking lot of a football game a couple of seasons ago and at MetLife and go to see my jets and I'm walking through and there's Wayne Corbett, who was a middle receiver for the New York jets. He's, he's walking in the parking lot. And I went, that's Wayne Corbett. Right. And I went, he, I just, I watch him on TV and go every time he caught the ball. And there he is walking right in front of me. And I know that feeling where the, the fantasy meets the reality, mm-hmm. like a thing. And I see it. I see it in people's faces. And, and it's, and it's, uh, it's a very. So tell us what that's like for you, Felix, having, because you've been an actor for a long time. You've been doing brilliant work for a long time. And here's this thing happening to you. And so it has to be fun. It's enjoyable when, when, when the, when the, when the, when the ego is in check. I was at an event, and it was a popular event in Los Angeles, and I was approached by an incredibly famous person. And they compliment, complimented me on my performance in, the, in, in, in Ozark. And they walked away. And I said to myself, oh, Lord, so-and-so just gave me compliment. And I literally could feel my feet coming off the ground. <laughs> right? I could yeah. literally feel myself floating off the ground. I ran into the bathroom. I got <laughs> into the stall. I shut myself into the stall. And I said, bring your feet back to the ground, Felix. This is not what it's about. I literally did that, Vicky. I went into the stall and I went, bring yourself back to the ground. And I grounded myself. And I said, this is not for you. This is not for you. This is for the world. This is for the universe. What is for you is that you can stay grounded. And if you can stay grounded in it, then you can enjoy it. So I got right back down to the ground. I took a breath. I left the stall. I left the bathroom. I went back to the party and I met up with my publicist and she was like, where'd you go? And I said, oh no, I just had to go check myself real quick. And she was like, did you see? And I said, yeah, he talked. And I said, I know. And it was great then I was able to enjoy the fact that that person came to me and gave me flowers. I've never heard this give me flowers thing. This is what the kids are saying. Yeah, huh? that's what the kids are saying. Give me flowers. So Tony's going, who was it? Who was it? You, Felix isn't going to tell us. But, but the idea, be, but the, the whole idea being that it was, it was, it was a moment where you could feel yourself getting away from yourself. And I had you know, to pull that back. Right. You know, so I, it, yeah. It's interesting because I got a bird's eye view to someone that I've always thought of as like the humble, one of the humblest celebrities in the world. Not not James Taylor for all of those thinking that because I just met him, I'm talking about him because I'm not because he is incredibly humble and wonderful. But I, I kind of got a backstage view of someone who it turns out is not the humblest person in the world. And it was shocking. It was disappointing. Um, sobering. It was very sobering, and it made me very sad. 
yeah. it made me really sad. Been there. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've acted opposite people like that. Mm. I've shared shared art with people like that. Mm. And I didn't like the feeling. Mm. I didn't like the feeling. And so I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do that either. Having said that, I'm able to enjoy when people honk the horns. I'm walking the dog down the street and they'll honk the horn and be like, rookie fans. And they keep driving. I'm like, what's up? You know, I can enjoy that now because I'm walking the dogs when it's happening. And you do it. So you're doing a very mundane human, sort of human experience, keeping it superhuman to the point where I got a, I got a, here. I'll show you. This is this is, you know, I know people want to know names, but this is a message I got on Instagram. Okay. That I kept because I knew that at one point I was going to have a conversation like the one we're having where I could share. share. Okay. Right? It's an incredible message. Hello, I'm taking a shot in the dark here. I'm assuming it was you crossing the street just now on 42nd Street and 9th. If it is, you are an incredible actor and how you're able to just simply walk down the street in the middle of New York City and feel as if you're home and draw no attention to you whatsoever makes you an even better actor. Your fan. And then she put her name down. I got that message and I read that and I was like, thanks, mom. <laughs> you know, Tony's saying here, aren't we allowed to lift like a, a balloon once in a while? And yeah, you are saying that you do lift like a balloon, like when people drive by and scream out rookie feds and blah, 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 that it does lift you up in that way. And it is. Yeah. A well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, know, I'll, I'll tell uh, what I would share with Tony is that I do let myself get lifted mm -hmm. like a balloon when 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 something like that happens and it's it's not the most famous person i have ever met right mm -hmm. when it's when it's not based in some kind of value system that instead it's just literally this person didn't even stop me on 42nd and 9th and said hey are you they just looked me up and sent me a message and said, was it you? If it was, that's awesome. You're awesome. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Those moments. Or, or for example, something that had just happened last week, the last time I was in New York, I went into a sneaker store. I've been collecting some fun old sneaker stuff that I, that I enjoy that I didn't have had as a kid. I don't have now. And I'm like, cool, let me buy myself a couple pairs of shoes that I miss. And this young gentleman was working and helping me out. And he was like, I'm from, Puerto Rico. I spent the last two and a half years taking care of my parents because they're getting older and I had to set them up, but I'm an aspiring actor. And, you know, I, I watched you and you're awesome. And that's great. And I was like, cool. That's, that's very sweet. Good for you. Nice to meet you. And I left. And then I called the manager of the store the next day. And I said, who's the young gentleman? What's his name? Got his name, looked him up, sent him to my theater company's intensive ensemble, which is a school. Uh, that my theater company have has 
and uh, and and ask them to please contact him and say, hey, if you want to come aboard and hang out and 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 take our summer intensive ensemble classes and do all Aww. of that stuff, we got you, right? So so I do I do live in that world. I don't force myself to live in it because feeling like I if I say I'm forcing myself, it means I never want to do it. I just live in that world. Uh, anyway, that. So okay, so. So life has changed in that way that now people mm -hmm. of they note speak. and people, just people are every day, you're getting that sort of recognition. Um, are, the, are the offers changing? No. Now, mm. what the hell is that about? Mm. I can't, the, the, the offer is, is not me so that would be a report on the reporter right mm. right that would be a report on the reporter i i couldn't i couldn't tell you why someone else is not offering me a role i couldn't tell you that i couldn't tell you i could I, I couldn't i couldn't answer for someone else's action well you've worked steadily since i mean it's not like you have yes. worked the whole way yes. so it's not like you've been available to get something correct one yeah. two i've also not ever the last time I was offered a role without showing them what I could do in the role, there was a huge conflict of interest. And, and what I, okay, so they offered me the role. I came on board. I started performing the role. And they were like, that's not the role at all. That's not how we see the role at all. And I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, I, I only can assume that when you offered me the role, you were going to be okay. Me. How I played the right, how you how I played the role, and there huh? was a conflict there, and it was such an uncomfortable experience that I have since then always been. If it ever, maybe twice, it's happened. So I'm not saying that it's happened a lot, but maybe mm -hmm. twice I've had the experience of saying, "We want you to consider this role," and I'd say, "I love the role; it's great. Let me put myself on tape for you and show you what I would do with the role." Wow! So I'm still going to audition for you because I want to make sure that you're saying to me, "You want to consider? You want me to consider this role?" But this is how I would play the role. Mm. So I'm going to show you that. Are you good with that? Great. I'll take the role. Wow. Which is dangerous in so much as that, you know, when you think about the, from the. Yeah, you might be giving it away. I hate yeah. using the term starving artist, but when you mm -hmm. look at it from the starving artist perspective, mm -hmm. you're like, you don't want that because you're giving them an opportunity to say no to you. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is I'd rather them say no to me now than not say no to me. I show up, I start throwing the ball with my right hand and then they go, he's a lefty. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so no, so the offers haven't come. That doesn't mean I won't, again, consider them. And what I do is when I, I would like to believe that I would practice that if I was offered something, mm -hmm. I would go, this is, I'm incredibly grateful and humbled and thankful for the offer. Let me put myself on tape for you to show you what I would do with the part. Mm -hmm. Whether my manager would agree with that or not from a business perspective, that's something we always get into, but that's what I want to believe that I would do with every offer that came my way. I'd be like, cool. I like this role. Let me give you three minutes of it on, on, on video. And I mean, you know, uh, I, I, that's so, that sounds so wise to me. How, how would you feel about doing theater now, Felix? 
with the respect for the virus and all of that stuff. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I think, I think it's interesting. I think the, my friend David and I were having this conversation this afternoon where he was like, look, man, if, it, if, if film and television goes the way of AI, then we're doing theater for the rest of our career. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. So I, I would be okay with it. I would, I would, I would openly admit that I would probably stumble and fall and trip and mistake until I got to the right place. It would take me a little bit. <laughs> I like to use the baseball term. I'd strike out a, a lot more times before I'd start getting hits <laughs> to get myself back into theater because I've been in front of a camera for quite some time. And and the last play that I did was the play you saw. That was the last oh, stage absolutely. performance that I was able to to muster. And that happened in 10 days, flat, fast and going. And that was it. Unbelievable so, that you learned that so quickly. Well, yeah. Unbelievable. Some, of, some would say I threw spaghetti up against the wall and went like this. And, oh, shit, it's stuck. Let's go. You know, but but uh, Boy, did it stick? But it, but it but it but it was but it but but for me, it would be it would be. Yeah, I'd do I, I would start doing theater and maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I doubt it would happen, but I don't know. I wouldn't jump straight to the Broadway level. I would maybe go and do another play at a 60 seat theater and then and then maybe maybe not be the lead of the play and maybe play a part like just to get myself because I know that I would stumble and fall on the way back to getting into theater shape. Well, I don't know if I agree with you that that would happen to you, Felix. I'm, I'm well, not see, I don't know. I mean, I, that's where I, that's where I would go. That was my feeling. That would be my feeling. Like, cool. I'm sure I'll do a play. Can I be like the fifth lead in the play? <laughs> just be, I'll just be the guy who walks in and goes, he went that way. Like, I do that. <laughs> the spear carry didn't it used to be the spear all of that. Carry. All of yeah. that. Okay. So now do you guys, do you and Lisa still have the subway uh, token? We're talking films. Yeah. We are, we are, we were, we were super, super excited and jazzed. Uh, a, a fellow coworker of ours put her own film together based on a short story that was a piece of theater that she had developed and and worked on. And we and we watched it, and it was so beautifully done that we got inspired to move in that direction. Which is to, as opposed to building our own content, we're looking at currently looking at and reading short stories mm. that others have written and said, this would make a great piece of cinema. And then, and then slowly approaching the writer who wrote the piece and saying, Hey, how would you feel about writing a 10 minute? So, so we're, we're the, the, the direction that we're pushing our company in is to find the already beautiful piece of gem and then make it a cinematic. So you're looking to do short you're looking to do shorts. Always. I, I think, yeah, mm -hmm. I think the shorts. I've been approached by dear, dear friends of mine who are producers who have been like, let's make a movie. Let's make a movie. And I'm like, sure, we can make a movie. If I was pushed in the direction or I was, you know, as we say in the meditation world, if I was charmed by the idea of making a movie, I would I would probably lean toward doing, doing something that I think is, uh, again, to use a term that I struggle with, but a bucket list uh, uh, item which would be to to do a historical character, a portrayal of a historical character, to find someone that I could that I could uh, historically portray. Okay, so give us a for instance, a such as Azigian. You know, Azigian is. I don't. Azigian was a baseball player who who went on to manage the White Sox, Chicago White Sox. Charismatic, Venezuelan. Uh, what year, what years was he in the? 
uh, he played during during the eighties, eighties, nineties, and then and then and then managed for for the late nineties and mm-hmm. and and took the. I think he took the. the I could be wrong. I didn't don't. But I, I think he took the White Sox to the to the World Series, and he was just always such a such a great, charismatic, mm. fun, inspirational, but fiery and boisterous. He was always fighting with the umpires, but mm-hmm. also would get on uh, on camera and in interviews and just defend his players. Uh, all the way and and I just I watched him and I'm like that's a guy who I also in an ironic and 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 I think necessary way personally resemble too you know I kind of resemble him a little so in spirit and 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 even in physicality so so yeah so you know I I would look at I would look at somebody like him you know uh somebody like Freddie Fender you know I I I listened to Freddie Fender. My my dad and I sat in his coffee-colored Mustang and threw in the eight-track. <laughs> listened to Wasted Days and Wasted Nights as a kid, and I'd sit there next to him while he sat and looked at the moon, smoking cigarettes. And I was like, "So Freddie Fender, you know, somebody like Freddie Fender." But you wouldn't consider doing the cost of uh, of living. I don't think I can. I don't think I don't think from a from a from a legal standpoint, I don't, I think it's already sort of, it's, it's kind of it's super. Cause it's, it's a small little, you wouldn't need a lot of film. stuff, right? The perfect film. Yeah. It's a perfect film. I, I recently just ironically enough that you're bringing this up right now, Vicky, because this very afternoon I sent the writer a text and said, Hey, I think I already know the answer to this, but other rights I've, I've been thinking this since the minute I saw you in the play. You, this yeah. needs to come to film. Yeah. Yeah. I sent her a text. I sent her a text, uh, you know, politely, uh, as they say, a light nudge, lightly nudging in the direction of, is it possible? Is it not possible? I think I, I, I can only assume that if the play has made itself to Broadway, and not only has it made itself to Broadway, but it played so well, mm-hmm. three of the four actors were nominated, including... Katie Sullivan, who did it with me. Yes. And and uh and they've all been nominated. My best friend played Eddie. Oh wow. Um, yeah, David Zayas nominated for a Tony. Wow. Play the playwright, the production, the director. So so it's gotten a huge yes. accolade boost. And and I can only imagine that within that world there's already a sort of lock on it but i extended i did be very frank with you i extended this very afternoon i said well, i'm so glad that you did and maybe that's you un- the universe talking yeah, just putting because, it out there putting it out um because i yeah i i see but, and, and truth that. be told too i think i think i'm not afraid of the fact that if she the playwright if martina mayork said uh yeah that's on lock that i wouldn't be like well can we start a conversation about your your writing and your your writing fits your music fits my instrument my instrument fits your music so would would there be something that I can encourage you to maybe put together for me to portray as well I love that yeah I love that yeah Felix I know you have to go do another zoom but and so I'm going to be respectful of your time but it's always so 
Wonderful to spend time with you. And how you doing? How you do? Talk to me. You kid. So you kid. You just show me the T-shirt. So yes, kid. my daughter is going to go to USC Law School, uh, which so is and she incredible. went to Tisch first, and being yeah. an actress is was everything. Sure. She got out of she got out of college in the pandemic, and she couldn't. There was no work, sure. so she started working at a law firm. And, Great. Okay, I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to tell you something. I got a buddy. Yeah. Who I grew up with. Yeah. Esposito, Gregory Esposito. Esposito. Huntington, Long Island. Mm -hmm. Fine actor, fun, just couldn't make it, couldn't do the thing. And like, again, to use a sports analogy, just couldn't connect with the fastball. He teaches lawyers acting classes. I love that. He teaches lawyers. I don't know if he, he may even have become one himself. I probably, if you looked him up, probably he's already a lawyer at this point, but he, never lost this this and i'm going to use a term but the performance aspect of it because as lawyers they need to present cases mm -hmm. it's a public speaking absolutely uh, uh, uh profession mm -hmm. so so she's not going to not be acting <laughs> that's for sure that's right? for she sure she will not not be publicly speaking so mm -hmm. Which is cool, but that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad. The congratulations to her, and and that's a that's a good thing when you when you when you achieve something like that. That's a that's a good thing. So go USC. There you go. There you go. There you go. You're a USC well, mom. <laughs> you USC mom. I got the I got the T-shirt. <laughs> I got the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, have a wonderful trip to New York. I, so, okay, are you freaked out about the yellow air? I mean, I'm freaked out about you going there. I'm more concerned about my dad. My dad's there now. My dad still lives there and he's he smokes two and a half packs of cigarettes a day. Yeah. He's one of those guys. He's been mm -hmm. doing that for the last like, 70 something years. So, mm -hmm. so I'm a little concerned with him. Mm -hmm. I I just think mask up. Yeah. Right? Although my my no? my sponsor's actually there and he told me that um it's eyes. You, the eyes are burning and stuff. Okay, it's, so you got to get something to cover mm -hmm. your eyes. Okay, you so you goggle your up. You mask up and you goggle up. You goggle up. You're gonna look great. <laughs> you get the stylish ones. Yeah. Get some pink tint or whatever. I love yeah. it. I love um, it. I love it. I didn't know that. That's interesting to know. Yeah, yeah. it's having a lot of impact on people's eyes. So just okay. uh, yeah, be aware. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. I'll definitely. Uh, yeah, somebody sent me a photo, like I was saying earlier today. Crazy. This guy was almost urine yellow. And I was like, this it is. is it's, it's horrific. Well, yeah. anyway, have a wonderful trip. I hope you enjoy all the music you go to here. Appreciate and, it. Uh, and, and pizza. Yeah. You have to have pizza. Come on. We'll get a couple Come slices. On. Yeah, we'll get a couple <laughs> slices. Put them on top of the other the way Tony. Yeah, did. yeah. I gotta, you know, I always think when I hear the slice, I always think of of Tony Manero of John yeah. Travolta walking down yeah. the Brooklyn Street, right, slice carrying the slice in the wax paper. You know, people who aren't from New York don't understand <laughs> the wax paper slice, right? But that's the way we ate pizza. Well, real quick though, it's interesting. It's interesting you bring it up because just real quick, I had a very in depth, interesting conversation with people about pizza in new york they've always said okay you're a new yorker you were born and raised in new york what's the best pizza in new york okay what's your favorite never pizza? ready for my for my answer they're never ready for my answer i'm not going to be the ready best pizza in new york is your pizza is the pizza shop that you walk into and you buy a slice and you go this is really good pizza that's the best pizza in new york right 
It's not going to be. If I send you to Joe's, you're already. Joe's is my favorite pizza. There you go. That's what I'm saying. But like, if I send you to Joe's, then you're going to say this place is better. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, well, wait a minute. This is all right. Yeah. But you know what? I just went to Al's on 14th and 9th, which has been there, how I know, a year, two years, but that was really good pizza. So the best pizza in New York is always your best pizza. It's your pizza is the best pizza in New York. That's well, have pizza. a slice of Joe's for me while you're down there. I usually do. I land, I go straight to the house, I drop off the bag, and then I go downtown. Joe's. <laughs> usually what I do. Oh my God, I can't yeah, take yeah. it. I miss yeah. it. Anyway, right, I, I adore you, Felix. You're just such a joy. And, you know, it's not just, we didn't even talk about your craft and your art and who you are as a performer, which, you know, I. I spew that stuff all over and I'll, and I'll write about it. But beside the fact that you are one of my favorite actors that I have ever seen on a stage in my living room, you did it in my living room. Um, but, and then what you do on screen, it, I have never, ever for one second caught you acting ever. And um I'm, I, I, I fancy myself when I find myself saying this to the people I feel most intimate with. So I, I'm just a guy who acts. I really am. I'm just a well, guy. you're just a guy who acts. And I just want to watch you wherever you do it, because I just appreciate that about you. And um, and and just the man that you are is even more astounding to me almost. Thank so um, thank you so much for taking the time. It's always wonderful to spend it with you. Thank you. Have a great trip to New York. Thanks. I will. Go get a Take slice care, of pizza. Felix. Yeah. Bye, <laughs> Felix.